1: G'day, guys. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Joining me once again for his weekly podcast with us, we've got Random Stats Guy. Rando, what is doing?
0: Not much, mate. Just, um, just living the life at the moment. And a couple more upsets this uh, weekend, but a pretty good tipping week if you were the, uh, the punter.
1: Now, mate, you're battling over there on the Wi-Fi. I've got you on the iPhone. It's all happening.
0: Mate, absolutely. Uh, you made the reference that I was watching a bit of chicken and corn. I can just um, bat those ones out straight away. <laughs>
1: how good it's been a battle 15 minutes but we're here uh mate should we dive into team of the week i'm reasonably confident i'll go all right this week
0: absolutely let's uh let's have a crack all right
1: fullback i went with james tedesco i was close to going Gutho. i thought he had a cracking game but i've gone guther on my bench i've gone james tedesco at fullback how did i go there
0: yeah i think uh teddy's teddy's your man really uh scored a hat trick um 10 tackle breaks as well. Uh, Had an absolute cracker of a match. Boy, he's like, after everyone was telling, um, talking about how Pappy should take that spot, I know he's done his hamstring since, but Teddy's been playing consistent footy for so long. And he's been just made another statement there with that hat trick against the Titans, I think.
1: I couldn't believe there was any suggestion of James Tedesco not being the fullback. But anyway, uh, I think he's pretty much locked it up on the weekend. I think Freddie said so himself. Mate, my two wingers, I went for Selwyn Cobo from the, from the Brisbane Broncos and I went with Ruben Garrick from the Manly Seagulls. Who did you have?
0: Yep, I had Ruben Garrick there. I thought he had an awesome game as well. Tane Milne is who actually mm. comes into uh, my frame over Selwyn Cobo, and I got a lot of people telling me, how I didn't have Cobo over him. I just saw that um, Milne's engagement in the game, Cobo only had nine runs compared to Milne's 17. Uh, Milne had three line breaks compared to Cobo's one. He also had 60 post-contact metres compared to Cobo's 21. So that's why the stats lean towards Tane Milne. Um, I know they both scored two tries as well on top of that. So that rules out each other um, in that regard.
1: Now you put up a pretty fair argument there. My centers, I yeah. went Joey Manu and I went Val Holmes. Who did you come up with?
0: Um, Joey Manu, easy center to take. Uh, a left field center choice stats favored as well was Oliver up for the West mm. Tigers. He scored a try, made three line breaks, 117 run meters and 11 carries, um, 10 tackles without a miss, uh, and that was enough to, for the stats to, to give him the, the benefit of the doubt there.
1: Mate, I actually, I picked my team of the week, and then when we were doing the West Tigers uh, deep dive on Bloke podcast, I was looking through the stats, and I did notice those three line breaks. I I, I must have fallen asleep for those three. I, I hardly fucking noticed you <laughs> the other day, but yeah, he came up with some unreal stats there. I'm three from five, as it stands right now, my 5'8", Cameron Munster, surely.
0: Surely, Cam Munster was the easy pick here, uh, for sure.
1: Nico Hines at seven, could have picked him at one, could have probably picked him at six. He just did it all, Nico Hines, didn't he?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And this was really interesting because this was the top statistical game that any player has ever had on my formula, beating <laughs> uh, CSF Atalakai against the Manly Seagulls. Um, he ran the ball 20 times, Nico, for 164 metres set up two tries, scored one himself, five tackle breaks, 15 tackles without a miss in defence, and had a great kicking game. So um, it was really hard to to turn away from uh, Nico Hines in this one.
1: Mate, I I said to Denon the other day that um, I think the game that Nico Hines played the other day would have been like a rugby league week, 10 out of 10, and he sort of went, of course, it would have been a 10 out of 10, but... And I'm sure you'd know, R- R- rugby league week used to hit, like, I reckon over a decade, they might have handed out four or five, 10 out of 10s. I thought that Nico Hines, he honestly would have got one the, the other night. He was incredible.
0: He had two of it. I mean, like, just like, I mean, I talk straight off stats, but one, you've already got the the equation where they're down a man, the Sharks basically down two at some, one point, And he just stood tall over there. Four forced dropouts in a game, which is absolutely unheard of. Um, we talk about daily cherry Evans forcing around two a game, but that's as high as he gets around that two a game. Four is absolutely insane. He controlled that game so well with the boot, and then an attack just made all the right choices the playmaker could make, so you couldn't really diss um, his game at all.
1: He was incredible, Nico. Mate, let's move into the forward pack sitting at five from seven at the moment. My front rowers. I went Paddy Carrigan and I went Nelson Sola mona be- Did Pat Carrigan wear the eight or he, he might have went 13? Now I'm thinking off the top of my head, but those were my two. Who did you have?
0: I had the exact same two, and you're right. Carrigan was not was was it the front rower, so all good. Okay. He qualifies. Um, just couldn't move away from him. How good was Pat Carrigan on the weekend? A standout for the Broncos.
1: Mate, he was sensational. Playing himself into a Queensland jersey very quickly. Harry Grant, was he your nine?
0: Mate, by a landslide. I don't yeah. think there were many R uh, nines that came close. He's just—he's on another
1: another planet at the moment. Harry Grant, isn't he?
0: Unbelievable. I just—it's a great debate, though, who keeps that uh, nine jersey for Australia in the end. Um, you you want to say Damien Cook, but he's kind of fallen off the radar in the past few games. Harry Grant just gets better and better each week, and just you just can't look away from him. I know he'd be a great fourteen if they if Mao was to go with that with the Kangaroos, but. Mate, he's putting up such a good argument just to start.
1: Mate, I just feel like with every game that goes by, uh, Harry just buries him each and every week.
0: Yeah, I mean, Damien's got a really good running game, but um, I think you guys mentioned this yesterday. uh, Sorry, the other day on on the Bloke in the Bar podcast is that the amount of assists and line break assists he's he's making on top of that is just absolutely insane. Um, He could have scored on multiple occasions on the weekend, but just that one pass off, I think, to... Uh, uh, Loyero, I don't want to get his name wrong, uh, Nass, but like just so many players that he just tipped it onto at the right time and just perfect, perfect placement. It just beats Damien Cook in that game.
1: Mate, I'm, I'm tipping it. There's going to be a wet weekend coming our way in Brisbane. I think Harry Grant's going to play a very important role for the Melbourne Storm against the Panthers. I think they'll play their entire game plan through him. So I'm expecting another big one there. Let's move into the second rowers. Uh, we're currently sitting eight from ten. My second row as well, Isaiah Papali. If he's not there, I'll give it away. And I went Ben Trevojevic, who moved in there late, scored a couple of meaties. Who did you have?
0: Yeah, I had to go um, Isaiah Papali, except I gave Teague Wilton the start. I thought he had a sensational game um, against the uh, Warriors as well, the second-best player on the field statistically um, behind Nico.
1: All right. I had Wilton on my bench, so I'll count that one.
0: Did you have Ben Trevojevic in the side? Yep. Yep. He does slot into to my 15. I'll get it to him okay. in a sec.
1: Brilliant. Uh, my 13, I went with my boy, Ruben Cotter. Who did you have?
0: Um, I went with, uh, another outsider here, uh, Joe Offerhand Gowie from mm. the West Tigers. He scored a try whether it's legitimate or not. We'll talk about that later. Uh, he ran for 102 meters. Uh, defense was impeccable. 39 tackles, only two misses. Um, Six tackle breaks. He was pretty sensational. At lock there. He beat any other lock um, nearby, at least.
1: How far off was uh, Reuben Cotter?
0: Uh, Cotter was a fair bit off. He scored. He, he did score eighty four. He scored the same amount of points as our uh, Cam Murray did on that weekend. But um, wow. for me, I had uh, I had our uh, Joe O'Faghan scoring one hundred and fifteen points uh, in Super Coach sort of fashion, and then. Uh, Cotter was around 84. So that was the difference there. So a big difference between those two players.
1: Now, mate, give me a take. Is that a try or is that not a try? I cannot find a world <laughs> where you're allowed to pick the ball out from dummy half and burrow into the legs of the guy that plays the ball, but you're not allowed to run five metres behind a defender when he's got no effect on the play in any way, shape or form. It's ridiculous, isn't it?
0: Do not get me started. I mean, if, If that's a try to offend Gary, then how was Brian Toll disallowed a try? I mean, Dylan Brown gets there early. Even if he does get there early, Toll runs over the top of him every day of the week. So um, don't get me started on that one. But, yeah, I I think you summed it up pretty well what my opinion is.
1: Now, mate, I know that Wilton's on your bench. My other three players that I went for, I went for Gutho, Madison, and Adam Reynolds. Any of those get a bait?
0: I went Adam Reynolds, Ryan Madison, and I had Viliami Kickow as my other bench player. I thought he had a pretty standout game for the Panthers.
1: All right. So, what does that mean? I think I went 13 from 17. So, we'll take that. That's a huge improvement
0: on last week. A uh, bloody good improvement. Great Last week stuff. was an absolute fucking train wreck.
1: Now, mate, before we dive into Magic Round, let's uh, have a look at last week. You got some pretty cracking stats for us. Uh, the Rabbitohs took on the Broncos to start the week off. The Broncos with a huge W. The Adam Reynolds come, went the way of Brisbane uh, for the second time this season, but the first time actually featuring Adam Reynolds himself, and he was incredible. What have you got for
0: me here? Yeah, sensational effort from uh, Adam Reynolds and the, and the Broncos, I've, I've got to start saying. Um, but I did take a deep dive into looking at how send-offs affect teams who didn't receive the send-off and see if there's any complacency that some teams get. What I found was that in the last 15 occasions, 60% of teams that were a man up the week before, so that's the Rabbitohs in the case of Manly, um, went on to lose their following match. So just gets to, goes to show that teams who were a... Um, a man up and were killing it in their in their game uh, when they were the man up went on to lose the next one. So very complacent there. The only teams that haven't done that, believe it or not, are uh, uh, Penrith and Melbourne. So they're the only teams who have been able to cruise on in, but I think you'd expect that anyway. But the other teams, they've suffered.
1: Mate, isn't the NRL a crazy place? Like if you are just off by 5%, you're well below, aren't you?
0: Unbelievable. If you're not the, if you're not in that top tier, you just, yeah, un- incredible.
1: Crazy. Mate, the Raiders and the Bulldogs are one of the great snooze fests of all time. What have you got for me here?
0: Um, if you managed to stay awake during this game, good on you. T- hat, tip your hat to you, but um, the Bulldogs kept scores at halftime. This is the 13th time in Barrett's 33 games as coach for the Bulldogs. That means that the Dogs are scoreless in the first half every 2.5 games they play with Barrett at their helm. So very slow starters there at um, Belmore.
1: Mate, you gave Barrett a huge rap. Was it last week or the week (laughs) before? (laughs) Now, fuck, he comes crashing back down to work. That (laughs) is awful. 2.5. Fuck a duck. Uh, Mate, the Penrith Panthers and the Parramatta Eels, the Battle of the West. The Parramatta Eels getting up here. And uh, not a bad little undefeated streak they've got going on.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and a lot of my um, a lot of the followers love this stat, especially if you're an Eels fan. I posted before the game that the Eels have not uh, been have are undefeated in round nine against the Penrith Panthers. Uh, they won before this game two other occasions back in 1972 and 1978. That was enough for um, uh, Eels fans to love, and obviously that streak kept going with another win in round nine, meaning that they are undefeated. Um, in 3 games in round 9 against the Panthers. Oh fuck, you've done some deep diving there.
1: <laughs> Made the Seagulls and the Tigers pretty special day out there. Youngest Travoybich that we've seen step on a field so far, Burbo, uh scoring two meaties, and uh it's the what is it? It's the most tries by a trio of brothers at the venue, is that right?
0: It's the most it's the first time that the trio of brothers have scored two or more tries at a venue for um, the Manly Sea Eagles. So Burbo a double this week. Um, only the second time those three have played all together um, in a match. The first time being against Newcastle. Um, but the the next, obviously Jake Trebovich, he scored against the Broncos a double, I think. And in that game, Turbo scored a hat trick. So five tries of the six that they scored against the um, uh, sorry Titans. And, and it was that game. Um, was the Turbo Brothers. So all of the Turbo Boys have scored at least a double at Brookie, which is sensational.
1: That is incredible. Mate, the Roosters and the Titans. Roosters bouncing back with a big W over the Gold Coast Titans that are in a serious bit of curry. But James Tedesco, he was the star of the show, mate, with a hat-trick. Tell us about Teddy.
0: Mate, uh, James Tedesco, obviously the hat-trick on the weekend, takes his Roosters tally to 52 tries. Um, He plays his 100th game this weekend um, against the Parramatta Eels on Magic Round. But funnily enough, Mini, the count, after 100 games at fullback, was also on 52 tries as well. Um, And he went on to be the uh, leading try scorer for the Roosters. But very ironic how two of the Roosters' best fullbacks of potentially all time, at least in the NRL era, both sit on the same amount of tries after 100 games. That is, if Teddy goes scoreless uh, next weekend.
1: I will say this about Anthony Minicello, to his credit, I think he played the first three years uh, out on the Sting for the Sydney Roosters. So uh, whether you see that as an advantage or a disadvantage, still pretty impressive how these two—they're—they're uh, they're just so similar and so so many different. Like in so many ways, they're so similar, but then they they're so different at the same time. It's like Teddy's just an advanced version of Anthony Minicello. He's like a more modernised version. Incredible to see. Love watching both of them. Maybe the Cowboys and the Knights, uh, the man that has stolen the show up there in North Queensland, Chaddy Townsend, uh, arguably the buy of the season, considering where the North Queensland Cowboys were and where they are now. Tell us about Chad.
0: Well, first of all, I want to make an apology to Chad because I thought this was probably the most overpriced signing we've ever had in our history. And boy, I'm going to eat those words. I'm going to eat my hat. Everything possible because he has been uh, a revelation for the Cowboys and a great halfback signing for them, keeping them the third. On the weekend, he set up four tries um, against the Knights, winding back the clock to to never because he's never done that before. That's the most trices he's ever had in a single game in his career. So um, congrats to Chatty. I think he's doing a great job there with the uh, – the Cowboys and how good was the post-match interview? Laurie Sp- Spina calling <laughs> up uh Toddy Payton during the game, uh, during the interview and um, Toddy just telling him. He had to—he was in, he was doing business and had to hang up on Laurie, which I thought was a bit offensive. I thought he'd have a bit more of a yarn, but um, no, nah, that's just great scenes and, and love to see it from the Cowboys. Hopefully they continue their streak against the Tigers this weekend.
1: Mate, can you imagine how that phone call
0: would have gone last year? Oh, oh, I I would imagine. I think that's why he picked up this time.
1: No, I think there's a world where they weren't exca- exchanging uh, Christmas cards a couple of months ago. Great to see where the Cowboys are, though. I'm sure you'd be stoked about it. Mate, the Storm and the Dragons, uh, the Melbourne Storm flexing their muscles once again, a uh, big win over the Dragons. Tell us about this one.
0: Yeah, obviously the Storm have posted up some big scores in the last three weekends, uh, 70 against the uh, Warriors, 50 against the Knights, and then 42 this weekend against the Dragons. Uh, In a three-game space, they've scored 162 points total. Where that ranks in the NRL era for most points in three-game space, obviously we had the Eels in 01, they scored 164 points. The Dogs in 03 scored 168 points in three games. The Seagulls last year um, scored 172 points. So they ranked fourth in the the last, well, how long has it been now? 34 years, 24 years. Um, of the NRL, um, all of which of those teams never went on to win the comps. So maybe there's something for the the anti-storm fans. Well,
1: mate, I was just about to say, when you look back at those three sides, obviously the 0-1 Parramatta Eels, I would argue they're the best team to never win a premiership. They set all sorts of records that year for point scoring. They were incredible. It got to the point that season where Brian Smith, he was taking players off and leaving them with 12 on the field just to test them at different points during the <laughs> season. They were fucked, the O one one eels. Mate, the 0-3 dogs, of course, they had they they were stripped of all their points the season before but were just about untouchable. Lost a couple of pieces, uh, Nigel Vungenar and, and a few others, but they were incredible. And then, of course, the Manly Seagulls last year, I, I would argue they're probably the team that took the most advantage of the modern-day rules uh, against the bottom side. So for the Melbourne Storm to do it under the current rules, the current climate where just about every single team has improved their defense this season compared to last year is unbelievable. They are a very, very impressive little unit. Mate, did, did, did you see my stat on Bloke and bar the other day about they score a try every 60 receipts, every 60 t- touches of the football? It's fucking incredible.
0: Mate, your deep dives are just getting better and better each time. Now, that is a stat that I wouldn't even – that would have been a massive rabbit hole that you went under to, to figure that one out, surely.
1: <laughs> mate, uh, mate, I I reckon if I gave you 10 minutes, you'd be able to work out how no, I did it. No, no, no. Uh, anyway. Not receipts. Not receipts.
0: I know how hard that stat is. Kudos to you, mate.
1: <laughs> uh, mate, the Sharks taking on the – took on the Warriors last week. A huge win, probably one that the Warriors uh, don't want to hear
0: any more about. But what have you got for us? Um, this one's all pro Sharks. Um, they go 5-0 Shock at home um, to start the season. Um, the last time they won their first five at home was 2016 um, when they went on to win the Premiership. The other time in the NRL, NRL era that they've done that as well was 1999 when they went on to win the minor Premiership. So a lot of Sharks fans getting excited either as a Premiership year or a minor Premiership year um, in terms of this record going about.
1: Do you think they can win a premiership this year,
0: oh, mate? With Melbourne and Penrith still performing so well, that if they if they are able to beat one of those sides in the regular season, then maybe yes. I think they were humbled against the Storm away from home. Um, their away record is still pretty poor. They lost to the Raiders, Storm, and the Broncos. I would say the Raiders and the Broncos are some pretty poor teams there that they should have come better up against, but. Um, Geez, they are definitely changing my mind because I thought Craig Fitzgibbon first year, I thought there was a lot of hype put on them. I thought they'd come maybe ninth for low bottom 8, but they are playing some serious good footy, and I thought Nico Hines is doing a really good job there as well.
1: Mate, they're they're one of those teams that if Melbourne have to play Penrith in a prelim final and then they have to play the Sharks in a grand final, fuck, they're going to be a nightmare team to play if you're coming off a really hard prelim final on I'm getting more and more excited about the Sharkies. I still think it's going to be very tough for them to beat, either Melbourne or Penrith, but uh, if it does line up in that sort of fashion, they could be a really interesting side. Mate, uh, let's move to Magic Round this week. Looks like it's going to be played in a quagmire up there. It's going to be an absolute nightmare by Sunday, I think. The Friday games, uh, how good by the NRL to not play a Thursday night game? I still remember 2019. I think it was the first Magic Round they had a Thursday night game, and I was just sitting there going... What on earth are you fucking idiots doing? How on earth is anyone gonna possibly get up to get, get get up from Sydney on a Thursday and take a day and a half off work? Crazy! But Friday night we have got the Canterbury Bulldogs taking on the Newcastle Knights. Uh, who have you got here? And will you watch this game? Oh
2: man,
0: um, I will try my best to watch it. I'll give you that, um, Hey, This is a tough one, really. The, the it is the 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 wooden spoon bowl, really, for these two teams. Surely the Bulldogs get up for this. I was really disappointed that they didn't do anything against the Raiders. Um, I'm taking the Dogs here to win.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take Canterbury too. They were incredibly disappointing last week, considering how good they were against the Roosters. Very disappointing. Uh, the Manly Seagulls and the Brisbane Broncos. Who have you got here?
0: Mate, I love how Turbo's back in this side, and and the Seagulls are scoring points at will. I think they improved this weekend, and... Uh, uh, get the job done against the Broncos at their home game, even though it's a home game for Manly, which I'm not too sure why. But, yeah, I'm taking uh, the Seagulls. Mate, uh, Super
1: Saturday kicks off with the New Zealand Warriors against the Rabbitohs. Now, I'm tipping an upset in this one. I uh, got on the Warriors yesterday. They were at about $3.50. They're into about $2.60 now. Who have you got?
0: I uh, really like the Warriors too in this one. Um Cody Walker's last game as captain was that 50-0 loss against the Storm. I won't bring that up anymore, but for Cody's sake, uh, the other Cody, Cody Nicarima, hasn't been the Warriors since 2016 either. So a long break in between those games. So I'm going to take the Warriors for the upset too. I'm on your side.
1: Now, I've heard a little rumor over the last 24 hours, which might be confirmed by the time you guys are listening to this, but apparently number 24 on their extended bench, Karapani is going to make his debut at center, and I think they're going to move Alex Johnston to fullback and, and Jackson Paulo out to the wing. But keep an eye on Carapane. Uh He can play. I think he's going to be a real star of the future. Uh, the Gold Coast Titans taking on the St. George Illawarra Dragons. I'm probably going to go the Saints here. Who have you got?
0: I think it's a big opportunity for both sides to get a win against each other I'm going to take uh, the Dragons here though I think they're too strong
1: Game of the week Melbourne Storm Penrith Panthers I will say this about this game that apparently the Suns meant to come out on Sunday so this could be the absolute apex of Suncorp Stadium being in its worst possible condition over this whole weekend who have you got
0: I'm taking the Penrith Panthers. The Melbourne Storm have lost their what they've only won one of their last 6 games as the underdog heading into a game.
1: Mate, I'm also taking the Panthers. I think Nathan Cleary's kicking game, especially coming off a loss last week, I think they'll be a little bit too good, but a lot of people getting on the Storm bandwagon from what I've heard. Sunday afternoon, the Cronulla Sharks against Canberra Raiders. Can the Raiders find a way?
0: Nico Hines back at fullback. He has won his last 14 games in that position. Only lost one of the 19 games he's been at fullback. So I'm going to take the Sharks here to win well. Uh,
1: Love that. Sydney Roosters, Parramatta Eels. I'm going to take the Eels in this one. Can the Roosters keep up their form from last week?
0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm going to go for the upset. I think they uh really started to click especially last week. Um I think it was all everything was working for them, so Roosters to win, they've won four of their last five against Parramatta, and three of those games have been by a very good margin.
1: It'll be interesting because they play a team that can tackle this week. Uh, the West Tigers <laughs> and the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, mate, the West Tigers, a bit of a resurgence the last few weeks. Luciano Lua comes back into this side on their right edge, which is their strong side. Uh, North Queensland Cowboys, do your boys get the job done? I
0: know that the uh, Tigers have a two from two uh, magic round streak, but I think it ends with the Cowboys uh, winning. uh, But I think it will be tight. I don't think they will get away with a a big win here at Suncorp. So Cowboys, but only tight.
1: Now, mate, I'm copying it left, right and centre after beers and break even. day, and I'm not sure if you saw it on social media, but I'm going for a big pod play and super coach this week. I'm going to bring in Reese Walsh. What are your thoughts?
0: Wow, that is a huge decision. Um, What are your reasons first? Uh, My reasons are that
1: I don't trust any of the other fullbacks. I thought that Turbo, whilst he scored well last week, I don't think he's 100%. And I look at their draw over the next few weeks, the Manly Seagulls. I I think Brisbane will put up a decent fight against them. Then they've got Parramatta next week away from home. Then they play the Melbourne Storm. Then we go into Origin where we're not going to see Turbo for a few weeks, in my opinion. Um, I look at... The Warriors. I think they get an upset against South Sydney this week, so I like that matchup. The next week they play the Dragons. I don't mind that matchup. And then the week after that, they play the Newcastle Knights. Don't mind that matchup. And then the week after that's round thirteen. And he actually is going to be playing football that weekend, which a lot of guys aren't going to be. So he's a bit of a pod move for me. What are your thoughts?
0: You don't think he's going to be selected by Queensland on the bench at all. So are you ruling that decision out?
1: Yes, I'm ruling that out. I think they'll have to go with Harry Grant at nine, and I think that uh, Benny Hunt's been playing too much good footy not to pick him. Um, Do you think he's a chance of getting picked for Queens? I mean, you've also got Caelan Ponger, is he? I mean, and AJ Brimson. All these guys have got to fit into the team somewhere.
0: I just don't know. Um, It's a lot of trust onto Brimo who played his first game of fullback this week, uh, last weekend, and I didn't think he was too crash on that Titans outfit. Um, he's also been training all preseason at 5'8", so that's an interesting move. Um, I think Marnie is a possible 14. I just don't think he comes off the bench and does has that impact. Same with Ben Hunt there. I know he's got that control, but I just think they need a spark, Queensland, off that bench because you know they're going to, the Blues are going to get one if they pick uh, Nico Hines, um, for instance. They'll get that sort of spark rather than a a defensive minded player, which I know Ben Hunt is. So that's my only question, thinking that Reese Walsh could be in the picture just to add a bit of pizzazz to that Queensland lineup, especially if they are struggling after uh, after a few minutes. Um, But I do like your theory here because I do like him to score against the Rabbitohs and score a fair few um, against the Dragons and the Knights ahead.
1: I'll be honest with you. I didn't enjoy the last 40 seconds. I really didn't have him in the origin side. You've got me thinking now. That's an interesting one. (laughs) I, I, I just can't see them leaving Ben Hunt out. They pick him every fucking year. They always find a way for him. I think he's playing better now than he ever has. I think he can cover more positions. He's been there. He's done it before. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they pick Ben Hunt to start at nine and they bring Harry Grant off the bench or something along those lines. That wouldn't surprise me. But, um, yes, food for thought there. I like it.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, I think, and I said this earlier about him for the Kangaroos, Harry Grant, he's such an impact player. When he comes onto that field, um, especially when players are down, that's when he probably is at his best in that period. Doesn't start games where he's – Um, running the ball a lot more and um, passing in that way but in the middle of the games when when everyone gets tired around the ruck that's when he's at his best Harry Grant so that's why I think he's a he's a really great 14 um, especially if Reid Marnie's playing really good footy um, which I hope when he goes to the Bulldogs he doesn't his career doesn't go downhill Um, but yeah I think that might be the play in the future for Queensland and I know that's the terrible thing for harry grant but i think you still play your role at that 14 jersey it's almost like a starting jersey nowadays
1: oh well yeah realistically it is uh mate rando we appreciate your time as always it's pretty late here so i appreciate you staying up late after work and whatnot uh mate people they find you on facebook instagram uh anything that i'm missing
0: uh that's the main ones we've also got a potty uh obviously with natty uh chase your losses so if you're Looking for a punt this weekend, which it's already out, so check that out on Spotify.
1: Rando, mate, thanks for joining us once again. We look forward to talking to you next week.
0: Cheers, Guru. Thanks for having me on board.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.